This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the chest. <laughs> Coronavirus self-isolation podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Lockdown Sessions. Oh, goodness knows what episode it is. Goodness knows what day it is. And, well, I guess I know it's Wednesday because we're recording this. And I have Albert and Heskip in tow. Gentlemen, welcome. Hello. I was mid-yawn when you were doing that intro there. Sorry. Boring. Boring. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> um, now, Albert, I'm based on what you've told us in the... Um, in the fluffer time that we had before, um, you've you've been on the booze today, so I'm expecting a good one from you. Yeah, yeah, we cracked open a bottle of white at about half five, nice. which isn't that early. But thing is, it's creeping earlier every day. <laughs> That's the real worry here. Um, yeah, and it can't not be sideways. As I was, I was saying to you boys, I've had I had to have two naps between then and now. And in fact, they were they were within the same hour. I got I fell asleep on the sofa in the extension. Troydini lounge. Troydini lounge. It is a yellow sofa. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. woke me up to go check on the the eldest in the in the lounge. Coming to check on the eldest. Got on that sofa. <laughs> Just had another nap. Hang on. The missus made you go and check. Was this just a way of waking you up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pa- passive aggressive, like wake up, you fucking lay about. No, she said, I'll, I'll just go check on Arthur because he it's it's nearly his bedtime, and I was like, fucking my bedtime by the feel of it. So I came in, I checked, he was okay. He had about twenty minutes left of whatever shite he was watching on Netflix. I thought, sweet. Was it a combination of Ricardo Pereira's goals or Watford? No, it was Rescue Riders, <laughs> actually. Okay, um, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> I know which one I prefer. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just took full advantage, had another little kip. Very Woke nice. up, made a gin and tonic. There you go. Have you got any lime in it? Plenty of lime. There you go. Lovely stuff. I like how stocked he is. And what about you, Heskiff? I I couldn't believe it. I nearly fell off the sofa when I saw you with a beard that ranks over 3.5 on Untapped. I know, unbelievable. Um, I've been drinking Budweiser all week, obviously, um, doing my best Albert impression. Um, and then today, Vanessa sheepishly walked into the kitchen and said, oh, I've just bought something online. 
and I'm fearing the worst, obviously. I don't know. Not another hammock? Not another bloody hammock. That's now back inside after the one day of sunshine we've had. Um, But she said she bought some wine from this local online. I don't even know who they are, to be honest with you. But she was like, I bought you a couple of beers as well. And it's 100% doing that to make herself feel better about buying herself wine. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they, they turned up same day, which is pretty good. Like she ordered them this morning and someone like delivered them early afternoon. So that's pretty good, whoever they are. I wish I could give them a plug, but I don't know who they are, so I can't. Um, at, well, the beer is called Bray, Braybrook. So maybe that's the name of the company. Um, anyway, it comes in a, in a sort of stubby little bottle and it was all right. Yeah, 3.56 out of 5 on untapped. Budweiser, for, for reference, is 2.56. So you're a whole point higher. I'm no, impressed. No. Well, that might, they don't that might know even, what they're talking about. They might even impress the people down under on the BBS, mate. Oh, I wouldn't go that. I've got a lot of making up to do with them, I think. <laughs> All right, I'm, um, I've got a cow catcher American Pale Ale from the East London Brewing Company. Now... This beer, let me, let me hang on, let me just have a taste. Mm. Got a first mouthful of beer after days and nights of having a newborn, but we'll get into that. Very nice. Yes, Albert. What's it called? Cow, cow catcher. And it's a what? An American Pale Ale. From? East London Brewing <laughs> Company. <laughs> that could be East London in South Africa. Carry on. I don't think it is. Um, but it's a style of beer, mate, American Palau. It doesn't Whatever. have to be made in America. So it's Budweiser. That's an American beer. I'll get shit for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this this beer came as a part of a, a care package. So um, stroke gift gift basket that I got sent uh, by a friend. Uh, we uh, He actually brought it to my door. So he, he used these one trip out the house to deliver it to our house and... Um, congratulate us on the baby from a safe distance of around three meters so don't fear anyone that's exactly the Uh, length that i would want that beer away from me (laughs) (laughs) um but we need to we need to rate this care package right so it came with um four varying craft beers because he knows me very well so thank you thank you very much john um for linda when she can finally drink again uh, once breastfeeding's over is um a couple of small bottles of Prosecco and um, a bottle of gin and um, a packet of um, Cadbury's Picnics. Do you know the chocolate bar picnic? A lot of mini bites. That is an underrated chocolate bar. Underrated? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come on. It's got raisins in it, mate. Big. Ugh, peasant food. Peasant food? Raisins in chocolate. Fuck. Oh, wonderful fare, mate. No. Hang on, so you don't like dairy milk, fruit, and nuts? Oh, nuts in chocolate. You've gone and made it even worse. Well, what chocolate do you eat? Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you just like a plain dairy milk? It's just less chocolate, isn't it? It's just less chocolate. Yeah, given those the three choices there, I'll take the plain dairy milk, please. You are basic, Mr. Curley. If I want dry, if I want dry a manky old fruit and nuts, then I'm... <laughs> I'm the Budweiser's starting to make a lot of sense. For someone who's so fussy about how they make a cup of tea, and you're, you're, yet you're so basic, do you want to talk about that? 
Talk, but before before we finish rating this care package, I saw you harking back on about the perfect cup of tea after who was it? It was a footballer doing kick ups with a tea bag, kicked it into a cup, and then uh, made a cup of tea out of it. The perfect cup of tea oh. is one that gets poured directly down the sinkhole. Oh, oh. listen, finish it's your care going package. Off. <laughs> finish your care package. <laughs> so and then it came with three books as well which is um one of them's called poo bum so that's already winning but uh it's his kid's favorite book so what what are we thinking of the care package we'll get we'll give it um a rating out of five so albert you can go because i figure yours is going to be the lowest because of the picnics just pick so it's picnics picnics four craft beers a couple of proseccos and a bottle of gin and three books for the for the gin is it sip smiths okay Mm. Uh, what are you doing? It's out of five. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. F- I'm gonna go three and a half out of five. A point of that is just for the effort. <laughs> and Heskiff, what are you going for? I'm going a lot higher. Four and a half. I might not like what's in the care package, but he knows his audience, so he's obviously thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll give him a four and a half out of five. Good effort. And you, you've led, led me in nicely now. Now, we couldn't, obviously, we were chatting to him when he was at the door, so we didn't fully look at the care package until we'd taken it inside. And he doesn't know this. I haven't told him. I've saved it for the pod. I just saw content. My eyes lit up. But the bottle of gin he's given us, we previously gave to him as a gift. Oh! <laughs> the double Ooh. give back. can't believe it. Gee, well, I might have to amend. We'll put an asterisk next to my. <laughs> yeah, so we house sat for them over Christmas, and um, as a thank you for just let, letting us, like you know, stay in their lovely house, um, we left them what we thought was a lovely bottle of gin. Uh, it turns maybe, out it's got it got in the cupboard, and they've gone. Oh, we can give that to them. Maybe they thought you left it there, and he was just returning it, and it wasn't part of the care package. <laughs> That's me being too nice. I'm two and a half. Sorry. (laughs) The best thing in the care package was something you had provided. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, good, good, good old sip smith's gin. But I'll drink it. No, no complaints coming from me here on that. Um, Right, go on then. Cup of tea. So Hesk, if you're you're a you're a coffee drinker, I am. Yeah. So so no tea, never ever. Uh no, I hate it. Taste now you 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 have French heritage. Um, are you one of those like people that think when you hear English people drink tea that we're putting like milk into a peppermint tea or something like that, and that's that's why you you don't like it? I certainly don't like peppermint tea. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Vanessa drinks like fruity. I don't know what they're called, like f- fragrant type teas. I don't like them. And like breakfast tea, Yorkshire tea, whatever that's called, I hate it. I think it tastes like piss. Wow. So Albert, there, there's a very, very strong black coffee. That's all I drink. There's there's a button on this um, recording program that we use that says "kick," and I'm I'm you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm hovering over it. The eject button. I, I think when once all this is over, um, we can need to get together and Albert tell him how you'd make him a lovely cup of tea. Can I just say he's calling me basic <laughs> and then he's gone Strong black coffee, coffee please. Yeah, but that, which that is just coffee nice. and water. It tastes nice, it wakes you up, does a job. Tea just tastes like water that's been strained for a sock. 
He's, 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 he likes his coffee like a 2020 WhatsApp meme. <laughs> <laughs> you go on, have to make your tea, Curly. Let's go. Oh, it's wasted on you. It's wasted on you. <laughs> it's been a while since this has happened. It's, it's one of my favourite things ongoing in the back of the nest pod. And um, I, I need it. I need it in my life. I'm going to keep it brief, okay? Just block out all the white noise from Heskiff. I don't want any interruptions, please. So, boil the kettle, as we all know. You're off to a good start. Whilst the whilst the kettle is boiling towards the end of the boil, when the steam coming comes out of the spout, that's how you know it's boiling, if, for the simpletons out there, hold the mug over the spout. And it's got to be a proper mug that you can get three fingers in the hole, no sniggering at the back. <laughs> Three fingers in the handle, upside down, over the kettle. If you're a pro, you can balance it on top of the spout like I can, whilst no dripping goes back down onto the work surface. It runs straight back down and goes back down the spout. That's expert level tea making. Anyway, warms the mug, aids the brewing. Tea, tea bag in. Warms the mug. Tea, you're a fucking mug. Put, put the tea bag in. Obviously. <laughs> Top it up with the water. Leave about, I'm going to say, you want to come up an inch from the top because I like my tea milky. Semi-skim milk, none of this debt. I have to bring this monologue up to the 21st century, you know, 2020. None of this fucking oat milk shit, none of that. I want semi-skim milk. I want a shitload of milk in it. But I want, this is the crucial part, the tea bag gets left in the cup of tea. You walk away. Don't even look at it for five minutes. Don't worry. It's not going to get cold because you've pre-warmed the mug. Don't leave the spoon in it because that draws heat out of it. Don't do that. Quick stir after five minutes. There won't be any scum because you've left the tea bag in with the milk. That prevents the scum on top. Leave the tea bag in. Enjoy it. It gets stronger as you get down to the bottom. And sometimes, because you might forget that the tea bag's in there, I do it quite a lot. When you finish the cup of tea, oh, you might get a little slap in the face with a soggy tea bag, and it's quite a nice surprise. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I, I want to see some videos um, sent into a, back at the nest on Twitter. I want to. I want to see videos of your perfect cups of tea. Or, Who was or that arguing. footballer? It was Harry Winks, wasn't it? Harry Winks. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so he did the kick ups, kicked it in the cup, poured the water on, put the milk in, stirred it, threw the tea bag away, and started drinking. Fuck immediately. Oh, forget the volley shit. Like that was impressive, but that video needed to be like five minutes longer whilst he actually actually <laughs> made the cup of tea. Yeah, he needed a cutaway to say you know five minutes later, as if he'd let it brew. And what? Exactly. How do you feel about the people that put the milk in first? Uh, now I don't listen. I don't want to be here all night. I don't mind milk going in fur. Well, I, no, sorry, I do mind. I do mind. But if you're if it's a pot of tea, that's that's slightly better. People who put the milk in first before just making a cup of tea with a tea bag, they're idiots. <laughs> it's just it's wrong. Good to it's know. Wrong. It doesn't work. It doesn't brew. It doesn't brew with the milk already in the cup. Okay, you can put it straight in after, like I do, and leave it. Doesn't work if the milk goes in first. Mm, it's the Any famous line from from Dot Brown's tea song, yeah. "Property." It's the um, 
Oh, he's only gone and put the milk in first. Oh, they, listen, uh, if he wants to, if he wants to do a, a re-edit with a you know a guest verse from me, then... <laughs> Albert just dropping a sixteen on property. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? With, with everything that's going on and people being bored, I'll I'll text him after this and see if we can make it happen. <laughs> he, he heard my Santa Claus rap. <laughs> he certainly did. Oh, uh, right. I'm not so, going to use the word intimidated, but you know. Mm. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll, we can arrange a rap battle if you want. I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> and Heskiff can give us some French rap as well. So, uh, so Heskiff, that's not made you think, oh, I'll give a cup of tea another try? Absolutely not. Stick the coffee in the filter. Pour some hot water in, press the button, and come back in two minutes and drink a hot coffee. Done. Done. I am. I, I must confess, I am missing coffee. Um, I'm getting very tempted to buy an expensive coffee machine during all of this because I, I do like a fancy coffee a day, um, and it's not happening. It's not in my life at the moment. I've got those um, sachet things. Uh, I don't think they're from Nescafe. They're from one of the major coffee brands. And you stir in hot water, but. It's not the same. It's not the same at all. Um, did we hear? Did I hear Hambo ordering coffee to his front door on the podcast the other night? You did. Getting the getting the live delivery as well. I mean, how does that work? Does it does it not come cold? Oh, I assume that he'd ordered like a packet of coffee. Oh, I, I, <laughs> see. I assumed he ordered like a Costa or something. <laughs> a cup of coffee from the Muck Cafe. I was there like eight stops away. Like, surely it's going to be freezing by the time it gets to him. There you go. That's um, you know, uh, between between me being on this podcast and the last, I've I've had a baby and I'm I'm frazzled. My brain is frazzled. Um, and this is a roundabout way to get into our next story. But <laughs> um, I had a friend uh, who works for the Metro, and they asked me to write an article about having a baby during the coronavirus outbreak, which I did. And um, it's great. I even got paid for it as well, which was which was nice. Pay, pay for some beers during all this or some kid stuff, I suppose. <laughs> and, um, you know, article went up, didn't think of it. Went down really well. People loved it. Even made the father-in-law cry reading it, you know. So pulled, tugged on all the heartstrings and all of that. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> and then... Um, out of the blue, get uh, I, I, in the article I'd put um, there was a link to my Twitter account, basically talking about giving the baby's middle name Jordan after George and I. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that as well. Um, but that means my Twitter account was there and it had my name, so never put your real name to anything because had had someone who um, <laughs> um, I had I had some form of relations with maybe eight or nine years ago DM me on Twitter out out of the complete blue. And um, she said, ah, ha, ha. remember I shagged you in your mum's flat. <laughs> you gave me a bowl of Rice Krispies, then ghosted me. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Did your mum mind? <laughs> um, I mean, it made me laugh. All like, those Rice Krispies, Terence. It also came at like one eleven in the morning. So, um, was she reading the story at one eleven in the morning, or, or did she read it earlier in the day, get pissed, and then at one eleven be like, "Right, that's it. I'm messaging him." <laughs> um, I don't know, but uh, there's a lot of misremembering going in there anyway. But it was, it did, it did amuse me that this came out of the blue. Uh, the missus just rolled her eyes at me. I'm sure she's doing the same on the sofa behind me right now. Yeah. Oh, she, she's she's pumping the milk, lads. I might I might have to pause and come back. Is that all right? Yep. <laughs> uh, right. What else we got going on? Um, who said this? Here we go. To be compared with Lewandowski is an honour. Um, I'm part for this, so I'll let Albert guess. Did you say Alan Partridge, Albert? Yes. No. Uh, is it a Palace player? Yes. Oh, God. Uh, Benteke? No. Clo- close. Connor Wickham. He's got a very square head. <laughs> Who, Lewandowski? No, the person who <laughs> thinks he's Lewandowski. Uh, I can't think of anyone with a square head at Palace at the moment. Well, he's not at Palace at the moment. If, if he dies, he dies. Oh, Christ. That moron. <laughs> I would be lying if I said I didn't want to play for Madrid. That's the dream of every player. But in the end, the decision is up to Trasbon Spor. He's really believing the hype, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got a big head, literally. And I think he's going to have a big head, metaphorically as well, isn't he? By the end of this little spell in Turkey. Uh, I mean, have you seen his misses on Instagram? He's definitely got a big head. Um, Chelsea have joined Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, AC Milan, Monaco and Napoli with as all clubs interested in Alexander Solot. Now, Chelsea don't really have an excuse, Albert, do they? They saw him play against them at at the bridge. Yeah, I mean, they should know better, to be honest. <laughs> like, Although, to be fair, he, he scored in that game, didn't he? It was disallowed. But maybe they forgot the disallowed bit and thought he was a expert poacher. <laughs> did, did he hit the post as well in that game, like from four yards out when he should have scored? Yeah, that's, like, also, I mean, he, that's yeah, also. I mean, yeah, ringing a bell. Him. I must break you. <laughs> so um, yeah, Lewandowski probably the only player who's going to come close in the last couple of years to challenging um, the Ballon d'Or outside the top two. I suppose Modric won it, didn't he? But, you know, you see players scores loads and loads of goals on the big European scene. And I think this season um, he's averaging a goal a game or then up until Christmas he'd scored a goal in every game. And, um, yeah, Alexander Surlot. Uh, <laughs> there you Remember go. Remember that name. Yeah. <laughs> Never give up. And I was watching the Ronaldo documentary on Netflix last night and um, he's 
super agent George Mendez or whatever his name is. Uh, anything is possible is, is seems to be his catchphrase. So there you, there you go. Any anything is possible. Like um, getting off a rape charge. Oh. <laughs> well, yes. Um, I mean, I was just sitting there watching that whole documentary, being like, where, "Where's the mother of the child? Like, what? What is this? What's happening?" It's very, very, very bizarre. It's kind of like a the modern day Michael Jackson documentary. <laughs> we won't go into that. But talking about anything being possible, I know where the mum was in that documentary. She was down the corridor pretending nothing was going on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeff, the scout leader, was telling her everything was all right, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've, like, destroyed my link here. My whole link was anything is possible, and then I was going to seamlessly go into 30-year anniversary of the 4-3 at Villa Park, but um, you smashed it all apart. You've still done it. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, 30 years. Now, this beats me by a couple of years of going to Palace. So, Heskiff, were, were you going at, already going by this point or is it still uh, too early for you? It was the season before I started going. I watched it on telly with my granddad, nice. um, who was the person who got me into Palace. He was he was getting on, which is why he couldn't go uh, to, to Villa Park. But, yeah, I watched it with him. And uh, after we won, he said, don't get used to it. So, <laughs> oh, I did it. <laughs> and that's New, New, Palace, apparently. Yeah, Nui's Palace, it sounds like. But yeah, I remember that's where you get it from. I know, yeah. He's got a lot to answer for. Um, but yeah, I remember watching it on, I remember watching it on telly and getting quite excited because he got quite excited. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games where obviously, you know, anyone who wasn't there, anyone's too young, absolutely wishes they were at. Um, Albert, you being the youngest of all of us, you clearly weren't there. No, my story is exactly the same as Heskis, minus the negativity at the end. (laughs) It was the season before I started going. I watched it on the telly at my grandfather's house, but it was my grandfather who wasn't into football. It's just we were watching, my brother was watching it. Uh, Yeah, my first game was the following season. Mm. Yeah, see, for me, it was when getting into actual club football, only happened for me after the 1990 World Cup, um, so I just I just missed it. Uh, it was in the, it was that summer that I you know really after the after the you know making England making the World Cup semi final and stuff like that was when I started really getting to what I was playing already, but you know just weren't into watching it. And then yeah, I guess it was Gary Lineker having a shit on the field that really really got me into football. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it is yeah. As I say, it's one of those games that I absolutely, you know, if I could, if I could have a time machine, I'd, I'd go back there and get myself in that whole end and fall all over the terrace. Uh, but we did see our own bit of history um, for those. Well, me and Heskiff were certainly there, standing two rows apart at Manchester City a couple of last season. Andros Townsend's volley has been voted the best first-time volley in the history of the Premier League. Pippin, well, not Pippin, in the end, annihilating Paul Scholes's volley against um, Aston Villa. Do you remember that volley against Aston Villa, Heskiff? Uh, I've got to admit, I wasn't listening. What did you say? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, volleys. So, Andros Townsend won the best Premier League of all-time first-time volleys. Yes, yes. That I remember. Pipping, pipping Paul Scholes. 
Albert's volley against Aston Villa. No, don't know that one. Can't have been any good. Albert, do you know it? What did you say? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the no. Don't think I'm. I'm looking uh, it up now. There's loads of people being like, "It's one oh, when no, I, was in goal." Yeah, do you know what? I do know the moment the the moment the footage started and I saw that United were in that white kit. I knew what was coming. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. Hmm. So, what do you reckon out of the two? Well. I can't, you know, I live with a United fan. I can't say the United one, even if I wanted to. Um, <laughs> it's obviously our one. Yeah, I mean, the only, I think Townsend is overall probably a bit better, harder technique because it's looping down him as well. Like just slight, slightly more difficult. But Townsend is missing in off the underside of the crossbar, isn't it? If, if, if it had gone in off the underside of the bar, it would have been the ultimate first time volley. Yeah. But Hesky, if that was us two rows apart, as I said when you wasn't listening at that yeah, man seat. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Social distancing. Yeah, exactly. Head of, head of the curve, you lot. <laughs> yeah, ahead of the flattened curve. But uh, we didn't we say we were going to try and make a conscious effort to get closer to each other at, ga- at games, obviously, I mean, um, after that, because it was clearly good luck. Well, you were still not that far away from me at the Amex the other week. I don't know. This is true. Uh, and we got a, got a good result there. So maybe they're mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, talking of our friends down on the south coast, um, as of recording, 102 days since they last won a game. Yeah, I've been really enjoying um, friend of the show, Carl Davis's tweets, uh, just counting up every day um, of how long it has been since they, since they last won a game. It's the first tweet I see every morning and uh, it sets me up perfectly for the day ahead. So keep up the good work, Carl. Yeah, I mean, it's legitimately going to reach 150. I can't see there being a game of football within the next 50 days. Um, could could it reach 200? What do you reckon, Albert? How long is this going to go on for? Well, yeah, 50. That, yeah, definitely. Yeah, things like football matches. Yeah, no way, no way they're going to kick off anytime soon. No, no pun intended. Um, Fifty, yeah. What I mean, what I don't know what day it is now. To be honest, what day is it now? Fifty day sounds sounds generous. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, it does. But the reason why I've asked you this question and you answered it so eloquently there, um... <laughs> standard. I've got I've got two questions from Twitter from Jason Babin, and he said, "How much money will ask? How much money will Palace lose when this season is cancelled?" And then followed it up with, do you think football will return before a vaccine is proven and tested? Now, in the absence of being able to get Steve Parrish and anyone from the World Health Organization on, I thought I'd let you field it. Uh, what was the question again? Do you think football will return before a vaccine is proven and tested? No. Oh, uh, will it? Well, there's it's a, it's a lot to dissect there, isn't there? How long is it going to take? For a vaccine to be developed and tested, so that's your first. Well, that's your first grey area. Much, and a year is probably pushing that really fine. You know, that's getting it done quickly. Once you get through all your official testing and things like that. Yeah, giving it to the monkeys and stuff like that. We've got to find the animals first, haven't we? To jack them up with it. Sorry uh, for to all our listeners from Peta or whatever they called. <laughs> Hey, it's not me doing it. 
do the one the ones do the, the ones with maybe two for one do the makeup test on them as well so at least they look pretty when their <laughs> insides are rotting uh i well yeah i think if the uh i think if the vaccine is a year away then yes probably will see football before then but again not not anytime soon mm. next question say, sorry i was gonna say i wish i could say i had inside information because i think a lot of the people a lot of the scientists, academics who work at the university that I work at are like front line trying to find a cure or a vaccine mm. rather. But we don't get told any of this. We just get told, work from home and answer your emails and complete your spreadsheets. So And, and, and take this tablet we just sent you in the post. <laughs> yeah, ask, ask no <laughs> questions. You get just three, fill out, get three, just fill out, three, fill out this question. <laughs> yeah so we, we won't name the university um <clears throat> so and how much money will palace lose when the season is cancelled albert fucking loads <laughs> a lot yeah i mean especially if we don't furlough any of our staff and continue to pay them um like good boys unlike some other clubs i mean I'll say fair play to Liverpool on making the error and then correcting it. You know, it takes a lot to stand up and say, actually, do you know what? Yeah, we got this wrong, um, especially in a city like Liverpool for those owners. Um, you should have probably known from off the bat that that was going to go down like a lead balloon. But there you go. They've, they've corrected it. Um, in terms of the money, I mean, there'll be no TV money uh, any further coming from next season. So you're talking 120 odd million there, uh, which, you know, with the wage bills that we have, uh, et cetera, it's going to, it's going to take a big dent into it. If with the season does, well, certainly if it doesn't get underway before a vaccine is created, then yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of money that everyone's missing out on Heskiff. Yeah. I was just thinking about, you know, what's going to happen as we move further into summer and all that. Cause I, I read an article, uh, by Don Firefield about Nathan Ferguson still wanting mm. to come and, and, and all the rest of it in summer. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, it, the, the longer this goes on, do you think that it helps us keep Wilf? Because if there's less money going around, he's now at an age where really has to get a move now or never. Because what is he, 28, 27, 28? Um, if there's less money to play with, are people going to take the risk? Are they going to be able to afford the sort of wages that he's after? Do you think that that's going to have an effect on uh, on that move? Well, yeah, that's King Vagabond um, on Twitter has said, do you think that there's a lot less chance of Wilf going anywhere due to there being a potentially a lot less time for a window if they end up playing out the season? If you do still see him going, who would meet our estimation and who would he bring the biggest added value to? So, yeah, you're right. It, it gets down to you're losing effectively half a season out of him because God knows what's going to happen with the next season, how that gets completed. If there is one in full, how it happens, you're going to lose a year on him. So you're right in saying that it's either now, it's now or never for sure. But Albert, I'd say our chances of getting 70, 80 million for him are out the window with all of this. Yeah, I think, I mean, we saw the offer, the offers that came in, you know, when it looked like he might go, you know, the Everton debacle and when Arsenal were, Reportedly interested. I, I think, I think figures of seventy and eighty had already kind of faded away, unless he had a season, uh, you know, a full season this year where he banged in fifteen, twenty goals, and you know, yeah. we will we'll probably never know that now. But 
yeah, I've, if there's one small silver lining in all of this, you think, well, yeah, maybe that that does mean he hangs around a bit longer, maybe for, not forever, but as long as he's a professional footballer. Um, yeah, sorry, Wilf. Yeah, well, philosophically speaking, <laughs> um, with with all of this crisis and everything that's going on, could it make him realise actually, do you know what, community and you know this is this is where I'm from, this is my people. He's gone through great lengths to make sure he's looking after everyone and stuff like that. It might just make him realise that some things are a bit more important in life, and perhaps playing his career out with Palace isn't the worst option after all. Or is that just me, me being a romantic, Eskif? Um, I mean, I. I do genuinely think he loves Palace and he does care about where he's from. And I know that some people have sort of moved away from thinking that that's his view because of all the sort of furore that happened over the summer. Um, so I think, like obviously, look, he wants to go and play in Europe and he wants to play for a bigger club than Palace, which I completely understand. But I think if he's in inverted commas, stuck at Palace for the next three years, whatever it is, it's, it could definitely be a hell of a lot worse for him, you know, because even even when he has a bad game, and I know there are some people who, who sort of don't think he's been that good this season, but like, you know, speaking of the whole fan base, everyone loves him really. You can't really, you can't really not love Wilf, can you? So I think if he, if he does stay with us, I think he'll feel appreciated and he'll feel loved as much as there'll be feelings that, you know, he, he wishes that he could play at a high level. Um, this is obviously considering that we're not going to get into Europe anytime soon because I don't think we are. Um, but I think he could be a lot worse, you know. I, I think he could do a lot worse than say he wants to play somewhere else and be hated and resented by his fans. And I don't think that's going to happen for the most part of Palace. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure... If he was to stay, he'd, he'd be all right with it. Have you seen a general feeling, Albert, of the tide turning towards the opinion of Wilfred Zaha after you know all the stuff that he's done? He's been very active on Instagram, you know, promoting the NHS, promoting that everyone follows the rules and that have been put in place, and you know, making properties available that he owns to the NHS to live in. Do you think people are seeing him in a bit of a different light? I mean, I saw one tweet from a Brighton fan saying, "I hate that Wilfred Zaha's a decent bloke." <laughs> Well, he's doing a better job of it than Carl Walker, isn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, wow. Go on, f- f- fill the listeners in for what Carl Walker done if they don't know. Carl Walker. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't know the, the full ins and outs. Carl <laughs> hey. Walker. It's not even allegedly, is it? Like it's just it's full on, it's full on true. Yeah. There, there's a quote from Manchester City who said they were disappointed with Carl. <laughs> Okay, now, Carl Walker in mid lockdown decided to organise a sex. I believe it was called a sex party, uh, and had a couple of ladies of the night. Is that is that the correct term? Over his house for for a big party of sex mid lockdown. (laughs) And then went on. So did he? Did he then? Or was that Jack Grealish? Can't remember. Uh, well, so yeah, it was just after. So Carl Walker had put out one of the messages, the video messages, saying, you know, observe the rules and all of that. And then this was the same evening. Yeah, couldn't hear what you were saying because he had someone sitting on his face. <laughs> yeah, but um, is there any truth in the rumours that they were testing the COVID nineteen injection? <laughs> 
No, he probably got bored of watching the dog fucking chow down <laughs> on his missus. <laughs> now, I think because of some sort of rules, we have to point out that that is actually a joke and that story was never <laughs> proven to be true. <laughs> oh, cow dog walker. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what else we got? Uh, final listener question. Uh, we've got one from Dan Cooper, friend of yours, Heskiff. Um, used to write for Flying High and FYP and bits, bobs like that. Um, this is more directed to me and Albert, I guess. My question is, how on earth are you three getting pissed and recording podcasts this early into parenthood? You should be a comatose host with fatigue and caked in baby shit for fuck's sake. So what's, what's your secret, Albert? Uh, well, Spends all of his time making a fucking cup of tea, so he doesn't know, I think. Hey, pipe down, you. Um, what's this? Uh, well, one of them's five and a half, so he's pretty self-sufficient. Not self-sufficient, that's a bit much. But, you know, he needs less of it. And the other one goes to bed at like seven o'clock, half six, seven o'clock. So my evenings, I mean, he said you should be comatose. I don't know. I had two naps. I had two naps. So I am tired, don't get me wrong, but you know, just got to get on with it. You, however, um, I am. I even I was like when you piped up saying Are we doing a podcast tonight. I was a bit like, fuck you know, <laughs> we should be asking you that. And not, I wasn't expecting you to <laughs> stick your hand up. Well, I mean, she's feeding every three hours, um, and you know, you could this. We only recording for about an hour in total when we do this, so you can just. Slot it nicely in the middle. Now, the fact that we started recording at nine o'clock and the feed started at nine o'clock is probably mean that um, we didn't slot it into the middle of a feed. But yeah, it's three hours. She sleeps then um, for two and a half hours after being fed and then, you know, re- repeat, rinse and repeat over and over and over. So um, I think yeah. if, you, if you say we'll feed her when Albert's supposed to turn up to do the podcast and then you feed her when he actually turns up to do the podcast, that's two feeds sorted mm. i still the i've got a salad leaf stuck on my tongue is still the greatest excuse i've ever heard for turning up late for something it was true <laughs> i nearly died <laughs> um well i guess the last thing we touched on then is that uh i did get jordan its name so i said drunkenly when i was in the cherry trees one night that um i'm going to name the baby jordan night after jordan are you <clears throat> and jordan um i tweeted us back and uh, gathered a bit of pace. There was some one of those shitty websites even wrote an article about it, <laughs> about how I vowed to name my child Jordan, uh, which I didn't quite do. But um, and you know, the day we found out we were pregnant was when Jordan Ayew scored at Old Trafford, um, and then he obviously scored the last two games before we go into lockdown, before the baby's born, etc. So um, I managed to convince her Heskiff to get a middle name. What do you reckon? Did I foul, or is, or is is that the best place for it? No, I think that's. I think that's a good good move all round. Um, just in case Punta Cana leaves us for Barcelona. You know, middle names like, well, there, there was that year when he was the best player in the world. Um, <laughs> and that's why it's your middle name. Uh, I think I think all base is covered, to be honest. I think you've done a very good job. Yeah, saying that, I mean, you know, the Ballon d'Or was runs from January to January and there's only been three months of a season. He's, he's got a shot, hasn't he, Albert? Well, look, you know, 
if anyone should be comparing themselves to Lewandowski at Palace, it is Jordan Ayew. <laughs> uh, more like Messi, I reckon, for Jordan Ayew, especially after that a winner against West Ham. Which yeah, winner, true. I hear you say, the, sec- the second winner against West Ham this season, not the first one. But yeah, so um, we said, yeah, there you go. Jordan, Jordan stuck in as the, the, the middle name. And um, yeah, when it, when he scores a winner against Palace in the next few years for, for someone else, <laughs> I'll, I'll be straight on to deed poles to get it changed. Right, I think that's pretty much all we've got to talk about. I mean, there's uh, what else you got going on, Heskiff? Is Fuck all. What, what, what's house admin like? Is it going all right? House admin? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need, well, we need, we need to like hoover up and all that sort of stuff. We've both been actually pretty busy with work for the last few days. And I was looking forward to having a few days off, but then was kindly reminded that we have to clear up the house a bit. Um, <laughs> Can't confirm whether Vanessa was in the hammock when she was reminding me of this or not, but uh, maybe <laughs> leave it there. Okay. And what about you, Albert? You got your school teaching's going well? No, nah, it's Easter holidays, bruv. Easy. Yeah, uh, you, you, funny, funny that. I'd, um, I've got these two weeks booked off, so my paternity leave technically ended today, but I booked two weeks annual leave on the end as well, and I found out that two of them are bank holidays, so two, two days back for the win. Wallop. Wallop. Yeah, no, what have we got going on? Not a, lo- Loading the dishwasher about four times a day seems to be seems to be something that I'm committed to. Uh, has it changed? Thought, how so it's changed from the washing machine then? Washing machine? You said on the last pod that you were still getting through loads of washes somehow. Yeah, yeah, and the, wash, and the dishwasher. There's just always stuff that needs washing. And it makes well, you have got a, you've got a newborn. I've discovered that the washing machine is on constantly. Yeah, he's ten months, and he—I mean, he, he, he just meal times are just messy, aren't they? Is he really ten months already? Yeah, fucking hell, nearly eleven. Time, time flies. Time does fly. So there's just there's just mess everywhere. There's me- every meal time is just mess, and you know, we'll and, and for you know, full admission, we've been a bit slack in actually changing him. Just leave him in it. We're not going anywhere. He can wear that, you know, three, four days. I uh, mean, I've seen your hat. You've got a cleaner, so you must be missing her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you not thought about getting her around in a mask and some rubber gloves? No, she's pregnant as well, you know. Oh. I don't like to throw the word selfish around, but... Um, <laughs> another right. thing I've got to sort out. Do you know, do you know what? I actually did remember one last thing we can touch on. Um, your guys last week, <laughs> impromptu conversation of who you'd like to have over during lockdown out of the last Palace managers was um, bravo. Very funny. Had me laughing out loud. But um, neither of you as a con for Al- for Adam Pardew listed that it tried to shag your missus. What, what was going on? I think Vanessa's got more taste than that. Has she? I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he, he's, uh, I, I reckon he's got a silver tongue, old pards. I, I reckon he'd know how to worm his way in. He's got silver pubes as well, but it don't mean he's going to get his way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Albert, you, you just be like, means I don't have to do it. I probably wouldn't notice. I'm too busy fucking loading the dishwasher. <laughs> 
Uh, right. I think that's enough for this week. Um, I guess we'll be back next week. Um, on Sunday, I'm assuming there will be um, a review a review show of sorts podcast where Hambo will be joined by the mouthwash drinking DR Kernaz and others, I'd imagine. Um, and then I guess the only thing is tomorrow is th- Thursday. That is Thursday the 9th of April. Crystal Palace are hosting a quiz online apparently so um i don't know how this is going to work if you have you seen this guys it says um tune in tomorrow night into a palace quiz night with friends and family we'll be bringing you eight rounds all about palace with questions from special guests on palace tv at 7 30 p.m meaning you can tune in on your desktop or on the palace app and put your knowledge to the test with 60 points up for grabs because i'm like palace <laughs> make sure to keep track of your scores and share them on social media so are you guys getting involved with this I'm surprised they're not charging people three quid to log in <laughs> it's a deep deep burn right I'll be joining that so um, get involved with that tomorrow and um, unless there's anything else lads there is nothing else there is nothing else well then <laughs> up the palace Back of the chest. Coronavirus self-isolation podcast. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.